Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the first book of Samuel, Shmuel Aleph. And we will finish chapter 14, Parak Yudalid, today. Um, as, we, as we read the, um, uh, the last part of the battle between uh, Shaul and his horses against the Philistines, against the Plishtim, which... Um, which, as we learned in the in the last few chapters, that it was uh, Shaul's son Jonathan that his tactics, his bravery, um, and his action, uh, as opposed to his father's inaction, that brought about this tremendous victory. And we learned about how Jonathan, uh, Yonatan, how he um, uh, disobeyed the oath that Shaul had made. Uh, telling everyone not to eat, and how Jonathan was upset with that oath, and how he, how it, as we read last time, that oath, he disobeyed it, not having known that such an oath was even made. He was too busy fighting the war, uh, and um, and how upset he was for at Shaul, at his father, for making that oath, uh, because uh, by asking the people to fast, it made them made it harder for them to fight. And, and as we saw, that error led to the people being really hungry and, and, and eating inappropriately, eating a- the animal meat with the blood, which, as we said, is, is something that you're once prohibited uh, by the Torah from doing. Now, Shaul has been consistently making this mistake of, of, of a, looking at a uh, 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 at God as someone whom get, needs to be appeased by rituals. He's constantly looking at superstitious ways to bring about God's presence and God's victory, looking at the, the aphod, the apron, looking at the aron, the ark, all of these lessons which Shmuel has been teaching this entire book so far has been teaching us that that is not how to um, bring about um, favor from God. The way one brings about favor from God is by doing the things that God asks one to do, by being faithful to Him and by living the kind of life and uh, that God wants from us. And Jonathan got this message. He understood that what he needed to do, it, it to his the way his faith was demonstrated in God was by acting, was by looking, knowing that he had to save the people, knowing that, that the situation with the Philistines was intolerable and the people needed to be saved, and thinking based on what the strengths that he had, how to go about bringing about this victory while his father was busy trying to find magical ways to get God on his side. Now, we're going to see this pattern continue, and we're going to see how Shaul has many chances to learn this lesson and thus presumably maintain his kingdom, but he continues to make this mistake and not learn the lesson. So it's, it's his belief in the wrong type of worship of God, which is the reason why he can't be the king, but more so, it's his arrogance and inability to learn that lesson. So Vayomer Shaul, this is verse 36, Pasuk Lamed Vav. Saul now says, and the people have now eaten. Let us go down now at night, and let's let's um, harass them. And Navoza uh, literally means to to uh, take plunder uh, from them through uh, till the morning. The Philistine camp is in total disarray. Um, uh, you know, uh, and let now we can go take their their things and 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 just get rid of them. We won't leave anyone alive in their camp. Let's just kill the whole 
Philistine army. And they said, the people said to Saul, whatever it is that you want, um, go ahead and do, right? Um, it's an unusual statement because you can get the sense here that people are saying to him, go ahead, you do what you want. In other words, they're already questioning Saul's leadership. They're already recognizing that his leadership is flawed. So go ahead, do it. And then the priest said, and this Kohen is the one who we mentioned before was, was the family of Eli, the corrupt family. And this Kohen is going along with Saul's notion that he somehow, because he's the Kohen, has this magical connection to God. So therefore he says, halom el let, us, let us come close to God here. It's time for us to consult with God. Let's do this ritual magical practice um, uh, as opposed to uh, before we... Go ahead and, and continue fighting this war. So Saul goes ahead and he asks God, presumably this is the Urim Vitumim, the breastplate that is being worn uh, uh, on the apron on, or on the, on the, uh, of the... Um, of the Kohen, of the priest. He asks God, shall I go down and attack the Philistines? Will you put the Philistines in the hands of the people of Israel? In other words, will you continue? And the Urim Vitumim, the breastplate, didn't answer. There was no answer. Why? Because, again, this was not the point. Shaul is completely missing the point. What's necessary here is to think, what, how should I proceed in this battle? If it's the right thing to do to attack now at night, so then let's do it, right? What God wants now is action, not these kinds of questions. Vayomer Shaol and Saul said, Go shu halom, kol pinos ha'am. Gather together all of the leaders of the nation. So now Saul, and if you remember, this goes back, this reminds us of what happened back with Yehoshua, with Joshua and Achan, when there was a, um, when Joshua, uh, when the people lost a, a, a battle and some soldiers were killed, and they didn't know why, and Yehoshua had get, made an oath that the people shouldn't touch any of the, um, any of the, of the, of the plunder from from Yericho, from Jericho. And Yoshua uh, then said, well, why did we lose this battle that followed that event? It must be someone did something wrong. Someone must have taken from it. And then they, they did lots and they discovered it was Achan. And Shaul is thinking, presumably he's thinking back to that occasion. And he's thinking, well, I made a Shavuah. I made an oath. Let's see, someone must have, have violated that oath. And that must be the reason why but the difference is that when thinking about the comparison, one also sees the stark differences. Number one, in, in Yoshua's case, something bad actually happened. They had lost a battle. Over here, the only thing bad that happened was that God didn't answer Saul. Nothing bad happened now to think that anyone did something wrong. Shaul is, is thinking that this is some kind of a bad sign that God's not answering him while he really should have learned a lesson from it. It's just, he's just doubling down on his stubbornness. He should have learned a lesson from it that this isn't what God wants right now. But instead, what Shaul thinks is, what's, is, that, is, 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 that, is that there's something wrong and I have to find out who did something wrong. So, let's find out uh, who is the one that sinned, why God is not answering me. Ki Adonai HaMoshiach Yisrael. 
because the Lord lives, God lives, the one who has saved the people of Israel. And therefore, we have to find out who did this sin. Even if we find out that that the sin was committed by Jonathan, my son, he will be put to death. But the people did not like that. So Saul, is. there's already, one gets the sense here, first of all, who goes and says such a thing that they would kill their son, especially the son who everyone knows is the hero of the day, which is why the people didn't say, yay, because when he says, chay Hashem, uh, right, right, long live, you know, God lives, you'd expect the people to answer, say something, but the people did not say anything because they knew, right, what was going on, and and if Saul says he's going to, he would even execute his own son, the one who was the leader, the one who was the victor, this is clearly not, um, it's not going over well. Um, and, and again, Saul is, rather than learning from his son's behavior and from his son's actions how to act properly, he's learning exactly the wrong lesson. So we continue with verse 40, Vayomer el kol Yisrael, and he said to all of the people of Israel, Atem you le'ever achad, all of you stand on one side, Bani son bani, and I and my son, you know, I, I as the king and the king's son will stand on this side, and he le'ever achad, Vayomer ha'am el shol, and the people said to Saul, Go ahead, do, do what you want, whatever. In other words, uh, the, uh, this king is not inspiring confidence among his people. Like all of that confidence we had in the beginning when Shaul had his first victory and the people were all celebrating and, and making Saul the king and, and long live the king, all that kind of went out the window when they see his behavior here in this episode. Verse 41, Vayomer Shaul el Adonai. So Shaul says to God, Elohei Yisrael, the God of Israel, Hava Tamim, bring out the Tamim, right? What does that mean? Uh, uh, so Tamim, would here is referring to a, um, there's various ways of, of, of uh, uh, bring out the truth. Tamim meaning the truth. This is the way the Radak understands it and the, and the, and the Targum understands it and, 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 and it could be a reference to the Tamim, the Tumim, meaning the Urim, the Tumim. Uh, but it's, it's clearly he's putting out lots here. So Hava Tamim is bring out the truth, is he saying to God. In other words, let's do lots and bring out the truth. And the, 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 the lots um, fell on Jonathan and Saul, on Yonatan and Shaul. Um, uh, it's interesting that it fell on the two of them because Yonatan was the one who violated the oath and Shaul was the one who made this big mistake. So they both deserve to be pointed out in, in, in a certain sense. So Vayomer Shaul, verse 42, and Shaul says, Hapilu Now let's see if it's my fault or, or Yonatan's fault, uh, my son. Vayilached Yonatan, and the lot fell out on, on Yonatan. So Vayomer Shaul al Yonatan. So Shaul says to Yonatan, to tell me what it was that you did. Vayagid lo Yonatan. So Yonatan told him, Vayomer to Om to Amti b'Ktsei Hamatash er biyadi maat dvash. I tasted a little bit with my stick, a little bit of of, of honey. Hineni here I am amut. I'll die if you know. One one gets a, a deep sense of of uh, sarcasm in the way Yonatan is answering. You know, you asked me what my sin was. You want to kill me? Okay, yeah, I tasted a little bit of honey. You know, for this you're going to kill me. 
Um, but I'm ready. If that's if that's what you think, go ahead, take my life away. If that's if that's how you feel, then go ahead. Vayomer Shaul and Saul says this is verse forty four. So um, will God do, and so um, uh, God will continue to do. Kimot tamot Yonasan, because Jonathan, you shall be put to death. Now this is. I, I, you know, I, I, there's not, you don't need a lot of commentary to say, and well, let's see, so the people react the same way that you and I reading this chapter re, are reacting in our own hearts. And the people said to Saul, Should Jonathan be the one that dies? He's the one that brought about this entire victory, this entire deliverance that we had of, of the people of Israel. Chalila. Far be it, Chai Adonai, I swear on the, on the existence, on the life of God, if even one hair of his, on his head should fall to the ground as a punishment. Because it was with God that he was able to bring this about. In other words, Jonathan had it right. He's the one that brought this about. And the nation, the people, redeemed Jonathan and he did not die. Now, what does this mean that people redeemed him? The simple understanding, and it's the understanding of, of the Mitsudos, um, is that um, simple understanding, and it's what I'm going to go with, is they, by saying this, these words, they redeemed Jonathan. They, they made, the, Saul had to agree and understand that this is not what has to be done. You're trying to tell me that God wants Jonathan to be put to death, but we see the opposite is the case. God wants Jonathan to um, uh, be the one, uh, you know, it was through God that Jonathan brought about this tremendous victory. So, so Jonathan was saved, and again we see this the, the this pattern, which we can understand the failure of of, of King Saul. Now the the issue here is is so important because, as we're establishing in this book of Shmuel, the beginnings of the monarchy that is going to be the monarchy that gets set up, we have to understand the contrast, and we have to understand what, how much we can learn from Shaul's mistakes what the king is supposed to be and how he's up, what what is wanted from the king and chief among them is that the king is supposed to lead the people towards god towards the type of god that is the mission of the jewish people to teach the world and that is that that god is 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 one that there aren't many gods you can't appease gods by rituals and sacrifices but rather what god wants is his is allegiance god wants us to be faithful to him god wants us to do those actions which will bring about the type of world that god wants us to bring about a king has to understand that if a king understands that he may have other flaws but if he understands that basic 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 message then he has a place as the monarch of the people of israel because then he can lead them. And we're going to see this th as we learn through the books of Shmuel and Melachim. We're going to understand that. The kings, even the, the ones that are good, like David and so on, are not perfect, right? But this, this basic, basic message and understanding is what is necessary. And the kings that did not follow that are the ones that we understand, uh, you know, um, 
their failures. So Vishaul and Saul lachad hamalucha al Yisrael. At this point, I'm sorry, uh, this is 40, verse 46 I skipped um, by mistake. So back to 46. Um, so Saul stopped chasing the Philistines. He didn't go down and attack because he didn't get this, this, um, the magical sign that he wanted. Now, one, one, this seems like a bad thing. He probably should have. He should have done the action. So the remaining Philistines went back to their place still to be there to, um, to bother them in the future. And Shaul uh, continued to secure and establish his kingdom over the people of Israel. So Shaul continued to be the king and built his, a stronger kingdom. And he was able to wage war against all the enemies around all of the various uh, nations around, the Moabites and the Ammonites and Edom and so on, and the Philistines, and, um, and wherever he turned, he was successful in his battles and he put them down. He was able to build up a tremendous uh, 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 wealth is usually what Chayel means. It could mean here army also. He was also able to strike the people of Amalek. And this may be a reference to what we're going to read about in the next chapter. Or this may be that there were several battles against Amalek. And he was able to save the people of Israel from those that were, that were tearing up Israel apart. So he's building a kingdom. He's bringing the people together. He's defending them against their enemies. And Shaul is, is being successful. Vayehi b'nei Shaul, and uh, the sons of Shaul were Yonatan v'yishvi u'malkishua, or three sons named Yonatan, who we learned about, and two others who we're learning about now, Yishvi and Malkishua. V'shneim sh'teb notav, and he had his two daughters, Shema b'chira, the older one was Meirav, v'shema k'tana, Michal, and the second, the younger one was Michal, who we're going to read about later, is going to have some important uh, roles to play. V'shem Eishet Shaul, and the wife of Saul, was Achinoam, bat Achimatz, was that was her name. V'shem Sartzvao, and his the head of his army, his general, was Aviner Bener, Dod Shaul. So was Saul's uncle, whose name was Aviner Bener. V'kish Avi Shaul, V'ner Avi Avner, Ben Avi uh, Aviel. And, um... Uh, Kish, who was Saul's father, and Ner, who was Avner's father, Ben Aviel were both sons of Aviel, which would make Saul then uh, um, Aviner's cousin, his, his uh, first cousin. And the war against the Plishtim was was very strong, and this one 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 wonders if the reason why the one of the reasons why the verse is pointing this out is because Saul left them alone because he didn't get that sign he was looking for and they were able to go back to their place and rebuild. And had he attacked and, and killed them out, the Philistines wouldn't have bothered them. But now they're still around to make war and, and to harass Saul, call you may show all of the days of, of Saul's kingdom. And Saul saw everyone who was a man of strength and he and, and and strong a person or a warrior by uh, love and he gathered him and basically meaning to put him into his uh, armies and his service which is harkens back to remember Shmuel's warning to the people that that your sons will be impressed into service by the king you just be ready for it and that's what's happening so this concludes chapter fourteen.
And we're going to continue to learn of Saul's mistakes as we read through the next chapter 15. Um, thank you so much for studying chapter 14 together. Looking forward to continuing our study of the book of Shmuel and the kingdom of Saul um, and uh, the lessons, the tremendous important lessons that we're learning from it. Uh, thank you.